Hello everyone. Welcome back to Mini Monologue, which is a shorter version of my podcast, Mini Monologue. Oh my god, I cannot speak today. Let's get into it, shall we? I wanted to talk about therapy today. I've got a lot to say on this. Honestly, I want to have a little rant, not a rant. You know what? I think therapy is great. The other week, I started going to therapy for the first time, which took a lot of courage for me because I do not like to speak about my feelings at all. Um, I pushed it off for the longest time uh, and I finally did it because I kind of got to a bit of a low point and I was like, right, I need someone to help drive me out of this. And I thought the only way forward is probably going to therapy. Like I was like, right, I'm gonna have to bite the bullet here and do it. So I went a couple of times and I did like it, but I need, a, I need to talk about something. So in therapy, and I don't know if this is just this like certain therapy I go to. I don't know if there's like different versions. I actually spoke to someone recently about life coaching and I think that might be more the thing I'm looking for. But let me, wait, what I wanted when I went into therapy, what I wanted to come out with was like skills and the tools to cope with how I'm feeling in a healthier way. For example, if I'm having a panic attack, I want to know how to like calm myself down. Or I want like, if I'm feeling a little bit like, um, Sometimes I get like a bit of social anxiety. I want to know how to calm myself down or if I'm having in a slump, for example, which happens quite a lot and I don't leave bed for three days. I want to know how to get myself out of that slump. I want to be given like tools to do that. Um, maybe, maybe that's not what therapy does. But anyway, I have found since I went to therapy is that after speaking to other people as well, I think this is like what therapy is. Like, and I, I don't want to speak on this like too like, matter of factly because it might just be like the type like the therapist I go to um, and no hate to her at all but it's like she's basically just been trying to find reasons as to why I feel the way I do so for example I'll be like uh oh I have trouble speaking about my feelings and sh she'll be like so I think the reason that you have trouble speaking about your feelings is because as a child your emotions and your feelings weren't spoken about in your family you know like she'll tell you that kind of stuff and that is like I guess it's good to know. It's interesting to know. But it's also a bit like, okay, I don't really care about why I feel the way I do because I feel the way I do. And knowing why I feel the way I do, I don't think for me it's going to change it. I just don't want to not feel like this anymore. You know? Like, I don't really get, like... Like, she even started going back to, like... What did I even say? Like, um, I have a bit of, like, codependency issues maybe. And, like, in my relationships, like... I remember like I had a boyfriend and we broke up and I was like, oh my God, I, I don't know what the fuck to do now. Like, because I was with you every single day. And now that when, and like, even when we were going out, like when I wasn't with him, I had to like constantly FaceTime him. And like, I was just like, I have um very, I just like need like, a, like attachment issue kind of things. And she was like, well, that's probably because like something that happened when you were a child or like your mother went away or my mom didn't go anywhere, but I don't know. Like, just like, she like brings it right back. I'm like, okay. Like, thank you, obviously, but I don't, it's not really like changing how I feel about things. Like, well, the reason that I'm like kind of ranting or like not angry or like not, I'm, I guess I'm like a bit pissed off is because therapy is so fucking expensive. And I said to you guys in a podcast, like when I first went to therapy, I was like, honestly, like it was actually quite good. And like, it, it helped like to speak about my feelings. And I would really recommend everyone like going to therapy. Like if you feel like you need it, like I would highly recommend going. But upon reflection, that was really, really out of touch to say because not everyone can afford therapy because it's so fucking expensive. Now, I don't know if it's only expensive because um, I live in central London and I chose to go to a therapy um, clinic that's like kind of an expensive area. And I only did it because it was so close to my house and I have this problem. Like if something's too far away from me, I'm not going to go. Like I remember ages ago, my mum made me an appointment with a therapist, but it was 
a 45-minute drive, and that's not even that far. And I could have just done it, but because it was 45 minutes, I was like, no. Like, I already don't want to go to therapy, so I'm definitely not going to get in the car and drive 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back, try find parking. Like, it's just not going to happen. So, like, I knew to myself, if I was going to go to therapy, I needed to go somewhere nearby me with parking. So I did it. Welcome back to Collector's Closet, presented by the Ohio Lottery. Let's discuss my newest prize possession, this new $10 scratch-off, the $500,000 Platinum Jackpot. The best method I've found so far to help it hold its value is to vacuum seal it. This thing cannot get scratched. What's that? Sorry, my producer's telling me the only way it could be worth up to 500 grand is if I do scratch it? Okay, well, in that case, definitely don't overprotect your $500,000 Platinum Jackpot scratch-offs. Play them. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's actually vile how expensive it is. Can I tell you how expensive it is? And like, this is why I'm like, I don't think I can ever go back. I can't justify spending this amount of money on something. It is 320 Great British Pounds for 50 minutes. And you know what? I was desperate a couple of weeks ago. I was really in a bad place. To the point that I was like, fuck it. I'm just gonna have to pay it. This is vile that I'm spending this much money, but this is like, for, like this is an investment into my own actual well-being and like I was like I was ill like I was not doing well uh, I was not treating myself right I was like I'm desperate here I need I need some sort of way to get out of this and I could have maybe gone to my GP been referred I mean is it is it maybe then like can you get it on the, your GP like on the NHS I'm not sure maybe I just felt like it was a really really long um process and I also was a bit embarrassed because I was like I there's definitely people that are having a lot worse times than me so who am I to go try get free therapy off the NHS when I actually like I'm in a very privileged position where I could pay for it myself and I like I didn't want to like sit and have to try justify that I deserve therapy like from my fucking GP so I was like you know what I'm too embarrassed to do that I'm just gonna pay the money and I'm gonna go and then yeah so I've gone and I spent a lot of money on this for 50 minutes um I spent a lot of money and I haven't really come away feeling the first time it was good. The second time, let me talk about something. So obviously, as I said, she tries to find reasons as to like why I feel the way I do. If I'm ever having like, a problem, she'll say, oh, this probably goes back to your childhood. And a lot of it does go back to your childhood. And I do understand that because as I said before, I think I'm a big believer in like um, anything, like you're a product of anything that happens to you, you know? I believe that like, for example, your parents get divorced. If you have commitment issues, I would probably put it down to that. You know, like I think anything like your parents do, anything that happens to you in those formative years really, really affects you and like um, affects your personality type and all that kind of thing. Um, so I understand why a lot of it, a lot of things I say, she brings back to my childhood. Um, she brings back to my family, but I have a really, really great relationship with my family. I have a very, very small circle in my life. Like, like I literally have like a few close friends. I obviously have like, um, I've got like a lot of friends like I would say like you know yeah I've got like friends but I don't really see them on like nights out and stuff and my toxic trait is like I'm really happy to like see a friend on a night out 
and have a great time with them and then never like do, not speak in between not make the effort to meet up. like I'm really bad at that like I, like I wish like I have some friends or some people I know in life that I'll like see them on a, on a night out at an event we'll have a great time whatever I'll go home and then they'll text me like two days later be like so nice to see you like let's do dinner or let's go for a drink or a coffee or like let's go shopping and I'm like whoa like that is nice I wouldn't do that like I'm like I'd rather be in bed. So I never, ever text anyone. I never, like, I never go. And I think that maybe I'm just, like, introverted. So I'm, like, I'd rather lie in bed on my own than make the effort to go out and make friends, which is really, really bad. And I wish I was that person that was messaging people being, like, let's let's meet up. Let's go for coffee. But I actually never do that. Like, I never really see people during the day unless it's, like, like one of my three, like, close friends who, like, I can just, I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, when I'm with them, I don't feel the need to, like, not put on personalities. I don't put on personalities with people, but you know, it's it's like less effort almost with them because I'm just so comfortable around them to the point that I don't care. And like, it's just comes a second nature to be with them. But then putting myself out of my comfort zone slightly is really daunting for me. Um, for some reason, I, I guess that's like why I don't, um, I guess I don't like meet up with people very often and like make friends. I wish I did. Anyway, sorry. Um, back to the whole thing I was saying. I, I have a very small circle. Um, like, three friends that I would like tell anything to you know um but then I also have my family and I trust my family with any and I honestly think sometimes I'm like I can only like not only trust my family like obviously I've, I trust my friends but like your family like they will die for you you know sometimes I'm like will my friends die for me I would hope so but maybe not you know at the end of the day we don't share blood so I wouldn't blame them if they didn't um but <laughs> my family would die for me and I would tell, I, I know I could tell my family anything and they would not say a word to anyone. Whereas like, for example, if I told my friends something, like one of my really close friends, like I wouldn't really blame them if they told their boyfriend or something, you know, like not in a gossipy way, but like, I don't know. Like, I just think maybe I've got a hard time trusting people, but I really trust my family. I love them. Like I really am privileged to say I've got a good relationship nothing ever like nothing ever fucked up happened with us like in my last therapy session she was really like honing in on the fact that my family are like the root of my problems and my relationship with my family is like really bad like and I was like is it I said I don't know what to believe anymore and I came out of that therapy session like like it's a bit emotional like therapy like you do like I, I always cry because like I never speak about my feelings I think so like when I like actually like finally like release all my emotions I'm like whoa I'm crying this is embarrassing I never cry in front of people um but like it's quite an emotional time and then for her to like basically be like you can't like she basically I don't know I don't want to get into it too much but like she was like like saying like not great like I don't have a great relationship with my, my family I was like oh and I came out of that therapy session and I stood there and I had to go like straight from that therapy session to the GQ Man of the Year Awards, which was like a big, big day for me. And I came out and I was like, I like, I feel horrible right now. And I don't know who to call because I can't call. Oh my God, I feel like I'm going to cry again. Sorry. And um, I can't call my friends because I don't speak to my friends about my emotions ever. Like it makes me so uncomfortable to do that. I hate it so much. And like my friends honestly don't really come to me about like their emotions. Like obviously I'm always there for them. And like I do speak to them sometimes about emotions and like if they're going through a breakup and stuff. But it's like sometimes it's a bit dark. Like the stuff I, like, I feel and I don't want to like put that on anyone else. And I just like would feel like a burden. And it's definitely a me problem. And I definitely could speak to my friends if I wanted to because they're amazing people. And they would hear me out all the time. Um, and I always be there for them, but I just like, I don't really like feel comfortable, I guess, maybe talking to people in my life about it. But like, I speak, like, 
I, I would say I speak to my mom the most out of anyone in my life about how I'm feeling. Like I have been quite candid with her recently and quite open, but I came out of my therapy session and I felt like I couldn't call her because, or like I couldn't call anyone in my family because my therapist had just said that like, they're the reason that I feel like this. And I was like, oh my God, who the fuck do I call? And I literally like burst into tears, like in the in the middle of the street. And I've never, I, I, I don't think I've ever cried in public. Have I? I don't know. I'm sure I have at one point in my life. But like that was like, it was like 2 p.m. on a Wednesday on a busy street in the center of London. I was just crying. And then I rang my mom and I was like, I can't, I, I, like, I can't do this. Like, I can't, like I need to speak to someone. And then I like hung up with my mom and I like, had to go straight in to like, like, the, like, to get ready, like, do glam for the GQ Man of the Year Awards. I was like, I am not sweet right now. And I don't like that I just paid 320 Great British Pounds to feel like this. Like, I kind of thought I would make me feel better. And I did not feel better at all. Like, it was horrible. Um, and maybe that is, like, maybe this is me finally, like, confronting my emotions. And maybe it's not going to be easy and I am going to cry. But fuck off, I don't want to pay for that anymore. Like, I do not want, I would pay to not feel like that, you know? And then that night, I was actually getting in a conversation with someone about therapy and they were like, yeah, like, I, I didn't even bring it up. If you think that, like, I, I'm really scared that everyone thinks that I'm, like, bringing up therapy all the time. If someone else was speaking about it, I just butted in the conversation because I was like, this is interesting. It was, at, it was at the, like, award ceremony, but someone was talking about um how they found therapy just, like, depressing and, like, sometimes, like, it's better just to not speak about these things and instead of, like, like unpacking trauma and all that kind of things and like delving into the reasons of why you feel emotion it's like why not just like move on and like learn how to like cope with things and learn how to like make your life better I want to like I wanted my therapist to sit there and be like you need to get a journal and write down all these things and like, you need to like start like putting like I wanted her to give me like skills like like tasks to do to feel better but instead like I just felt terrible. Anyway, so I was, this person at the awards was being like, yeah, I find therapy really, really depressing. I didn't want, like, sometimes like things are just le like be better left untouched. And instead of therapy, I started going to a life coach. And the life coach has, like, just, like, improved my life so much, improved my way of thinking. And I was like, like, the things they were describing, it's like, maybe that is what I'm looking for. Like, as I said, I wanted to, like, going into therapy, like, the things I wanted was, like, tools and, like, ways to cope with things better. So maybe I need to start going to a life coach instead of a therapist. And I really need to like sort that out soon because I cannot be squandering any more 320 pound sessions on this woman who just makes me cry. Like she's, I'm sure she's an amazing therapist, but like, I don't know if it's what I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, that is my like current situation with therapy. Um, all a bit emotional. Uh, and don't know if I'm feeling much better, to be honest. I'm sure it is helping me a little bit to like talk about my feelings and like talk about stuff rather than bottle it all up. But it's also just like bringing a whole lot of new things to the surface and kind of making me like overthink and question everything. Um, like I'm definitely overthinking things more now than I was before. And I've always had like a, a bad problem with overthinking. I remember I spoke to you guys about how like um, I'm constantly overthinking that my friends hate me. Uh, I remember... I talked to you guys about it and like I got like a lot of like good not good response obviously not good for, that you guys everything but like I, I got a lot of people responding me like oh my god I literally feel the exact same way like no matter what like I do like even if I'm like the best friend to them in the world and I know I've never done anything wrong to them like I constantly think they find out something horrible about me and they fucking hate me and they don't want to be friends with me anymore and like literally like, if my friend doesn't answer my face like I never answer my phone I always discovered do not disturb and it's like a, an amazing thing for me um I just love it so much 
And because of it, like, I just, like, more than ever, like, stopped replying to texts, stopped replying to phone calls. Like, everyone always says about me, like, you're you're very lucky to get a text from back from me. Like, I'm, I'm not great on my phone at all. And it's not that I'm not great on my phone. I am great on my phone because I spend eight hours in, uh, on a day on there, like, scrolling on TikTok. But for some reason, when it comes to replying to a message, I'm like, can't do it. Sorry. Um... I'm terrible at it. But when my, one of my friends doesn't respond to my texts or when one of my friends doesn't answer my calls, I'm like, oh, they fucking hate me. I've done something terrible. Like they just find out that I, I, I don't even know what they think. I, I think they find out. I just think they like, just hate me, you know? And they like are all bitching about me and all this stuff. I constantly think my friends are bitching about me. And I know they never would. Like, so I don't know why I think that. But like, I just like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm constantly scared of it. I always think people are like, I just always think people hate me. Um. I remember I, I get really like nervous about like posting things on Instagram or TikTok. Like I get so in my own head about posting on TikTok. And like, I remember I posted, oh, we're going, it actually fills me with dread to think about, you know, it's just like things that just fill you with dread. So on my podcast, I spoke about this, like um, t- the time I got spotted on Dumois. And like, I feel like for people who watch my, listen to my podcast know like that was just a big fucking deal for me because I, I know I didn't get like mentioned on it. Like I was like, I was, it's actually really embarrassing the way that it happened. Like I was like, I was referred to as a group of 20 year old models following Raw and a celebrity. It's fucking embarrassing. Um, However, I've been obsessed with Dumois since I was like 18. And we all know that because it's all I fucking talk about. I love it. And I've always said, I mean, I did say someday I'm going to be, I talked about in Dumois. It's going to be because I'm a famous actress and people actually care about what I'm doing on my day to day. Um, But I had to tell you guys, because like that is like a, it's a pivotal, not a pivotal moment for me, but like that is like, I don't know, it just has context to my podcast. And I, I wanted to tell you guys because I thought it was hilarious. I told all my friends at the time. Um, but it got like, obviously the, the clip of it from my podcast got put on TikTok. And all the comments were like, oh my God, like she's so tragic. Like she, like she's obviously so proud of this. She loves herself kind of thing. I don't know. Oh my God. And I literally like, I spiraled. I was like, oh my God, it, it does come across like that they've got a point like it comes across like I just like I just told you because I wanted to like oh I don't know I just told you because I thought it was fucking hilarious and I needed to tell you because it's fucking tomorrow and like I talk about it every week on my podcast and I was like I can't I can't not tell you guys about this this is hilarious and the whole thing itself is just hilarious but then when it gets clicked on TikTok and like people who like like don't want like listen to my podcast and have no idea like the context behind it or like the fact that we always talk about it like or just like seeing this on their TikTok and me like oh she's so embarrassing and I was like oh my god I want the one to swallow me up I'm thinking about deleting my TikTok I'm thinking about deleting my Instagram I'm thinking about just like getting a a normal job you know at an office somewhere and just like coming off social media completely and thinking about changing my name I'm thinking about like never ever ever speaking again um This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, Gift Mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? 
Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I really started to spiral. And I was like, God, like, I need to stop overthinking so much. Like... When I told that story, I thought it was fun. Like, I, I, like I've been trying to, like, catch myself at times. Like, when I told that story, I thought it was funny. And another thing, I actually, I talked about it on my, my podcast. Like, I have always been quite good at not caring about hate comments. Um, I Because my main, the main way I get over it is I think anyone, personally, I think anyone that ever leaves a negative comment on anything is really lame. Like, I just think it's so embarrassing to leave a, a negative comment like i will very rarely comment uh, i will never comment on anything that's like not like a friend posting something that i'll be like oh wow you look amazing like i sometimes i see my friends do it like uh, like a you know like a viral tiktok or something and i'll see my friends comment being like lmfao like there's no way or like they'll comment something funny and it will get like loads of likes i'm like that is so interesting like i would just never think to do that like i obviously get it like i love like reading comments and i understand like people comment like that's that's a, like a normal thing to do on social media is like people just like publicly comment but i just find it bizarre like I, maybe it's just because i've never done it but like even like when people at their friends on a tiktok and then say something they'll be like at so and so like look how funny her like look how ugly her outfit is i'm like oh my god like do you guys know that you can send it to each other privately like I don't know if, they, if people know that or maybe they just want their comments to be seen. I'm actually, I don't know. It's such a weird phenomenon to me. But like, I think the people who like need, leave negative comments are just automatically lame. Um, like, a, like a hater is just like so lame to me. Um, so then I'm like, if I get a hate comment and I like get a bit like, oh, that's that's a bit mean. I'm like, oh, wait, I don't care. I don't care what a lame person thinks about me. <laughs> and that's usually my way of, of getting over it. Like I really like, I heavily judge people who leave hate comments. So like I don't, like like we're just judging each other and all, you know. So I don't take offense to it. But sometimes when I'm in like a bad place already, or like I'm a bit like in a bit of a self hatred era, and someone needs a hate comment about me, or like some like for example, when people are commenting on that, like me, when me, I told that Demois story, I was like, oh my god, they're so right. Like this is so embarrassing. Um, but yeah, that is my overthinking. I mean, yeah, I'm such an overthinker. That's why I can't get massages anymore. Like, well, I just, I've never really liked massages. I, well, the thing is, I fucking love a massage. She doesn't love a massage. Like, I want my back cracked in every position. I actually got a chiropractor. Like, you know, there's like, inst- like, like Instagram, TikTok chiropractors. Um, one of them messaged me and um, like offered a free service to like to crack my back. You know, like there's like really satisfying things. And I was like, oh my God, like, should I do this? And I went on their page and like, they have like, like a couple thousand followers, you know? Um, and I went on their page and I was so tempted to do it. But for some reason, I always find those videos a little bit sexual. And I don't know, I, like maybe I'm just reading too far into it. But like, 
he like put the like the flag of like because like it was like a lot of girls and like it was like a lot of girls and like you know obviously like leggings and stuff and like they're in compromised positions like lined on and there's like just a man on top of them and for some reason I find it like I don't know if I'm reading into it but I find it a bit sexual and he put the flag of each girl like nationality they, he would put the flag of it in the like in the caption or like as the like um what's that called like the cover the cover photo on instagram reels and i was like for some reason this feels like the start of a porn or something i was like this feels really sexual and i couldn't do it because i was like i don't want to be on this page like this is a bit weird and um, but i would love to someday actually get a chiropractic session and just have my back cracked in all these ways anyway um yeah i love a massage but oh my God, do I spiral in massages? Like I cannot be left alone with my own thoughts. It's like whenever I go to sleep at night, like I have to be watching a YouTube video. There has to be something playing in my ear. Like I have to be listening to a podcast or something along the lines because I don't want to be left with my own thoughts ever because I'm such an overthinker. I think that even comes across in like my my like use of the internet. Like I, I will do anything so that I don't have to sit and think. Like the other day I did a full murder investigation on like a murder that happened and... Um, when was it like 2010? I like I love in- investigating things, and I'll read like for like an hour about some like murder that happened in like the middle of nowhere. I don't know why. I just like I will do anything to not sit and overthink my thoughts, um, because they really go wild in there sometimes. I wonder like if there is a root cause behind overthinking. I always do get messages of people being like, "Wow, the way you describe like um, the way you think gives me like." AD, like I have ADHD and like the way your brain works is the exact same as mine and the I'm, the amount of messages I get about that every day is crazy um just from people listening to my podcast and it makes me think maybe I should bring it up to my therapist but is that weird can your therapist like can is that who like diagnose not diagnose yeah I guess you get diagnosed with ADHD because honestly I'm like what is a way that I can stop my brain doing that like how can I make that what's going on in there just like slowed on a bit um so i'm gonna bring that up in my next therapy session you know i saw a really interesting um was a podcast clip of emma chamberlain's maybe and she said there is a difference between her laziness and her burnout like i think by nature i am quite a lazy person and not only a lazy person like i think i'm very introverted but also extroverted in a way like i think i want to be introverted but i force myself to be extroverted and like i think I don't put on a persona with you, but like I think in general, like I do put on a bit of a persona. Like to be able to do this, you have to be a little bit extroverted, you know. And I think that maybe stems from I did like speech and drama from a very young age. I'm just used to like speaking and like like you know. I'm sorry, but the fact that I can yap on for this long is insane. <laughs> like, but then I am also like I love being introverted. Like I love after this, like I I've been speaking to you for like quite a while today. Like I will go home and not speak to anyone, and I'll be so happy, and I won't leave my bed like bed like. I love to like not leave my horse as much as possible. And I think that maybe is a little bit lazy and I don't like to push myself out of my comfort zone. Like I just like want to stay inside with my cats all day. Um, however, right, there's like moments, she, I think she was saying there's like moments where she has laziness, but when she pushes through laziness to get things done and she actually like goes about her day and does tasks with her laziness, like, and like, you know, pushes through the laziness, she feels great at the end of the day. She feels accomplished. She's like, you know what? Thank God I did do those things today and thank God I wasn't just lazy all day and like sat inside. Like, thank God I did it. You know, she feels accomplished. She feels better for it. But when she has burnout, tasks feel like impossible. It literally feels like getting out of bed feels like um, climbing Mount Everest. And when she actually does have to like push through burnout and like 
she actually, like, say she's got, like, a meeting or something. I, well, I don't know. I'm literally just, like, speaking on her own behalf here. But, like, say, okay, for me, example, for example, when I have burnout and I actually, like, feel like I cannot speak to anyone, I don't want to see anyone, I don't want to do anything, I don't want to eat properly, I don't want to, like, go downstairs, I just, like, want to stay in my bed all day. Um, when I act, when I really, really, like, feel like that and I actually don't feel good and I feel sad and I get up and I do something and I, for, like, or, like, I have to do something, um... I do not feel better for it. I feel worse. And then I have to go back into burnout and I end up staying in bed for like another three days. You know, I feel like it's a very different thing. And um, I thought it was really, really interesting actually. Because yeah, I feel like it's quite relatable. I love Emma Chamberlain. She's one of my favorite creators. I feel like she, I mean, people give her a lot of hate on her podcast because she yaps. But I fucking love a yapper, you know? Um, okay, I'm going to end the podcast here. Uh, I hope you have enjoyed I'm going to go to therapy again, definitely. And I'm going to come back to you and give... Because I honestly feel like if I'm spending so much money, it feels only right to share some knowledge with you. <laughs> like, I'm hoping in the next session, she might give me some knowledge. She might give me some, like, ways to cope with things. Because I'm going to I'm gonna raise the issue with her. I'm going to say, listen, woman. No, not woman. That's what I mean. Listen, therapist. I'm not going to say her name. Um, really appreciate you and everything you're doing, but... I'm the one that pay, is paying for this, so I feel that like I should be allowed to steer the conversation. I don't really want to speak with my family anymore because if I don't trust them and have them in my life, I really have nothing. So can we talk about other things, you know? I'm going to say, what do you think about my overthinking situation? Um, and then maybe she'll give me some tips or maybe she'll, you know, maybe I can give you some wisdom and we can reap the benefits of this ludicrously expensive therapy together. Anyway, hope you enjoyed. Love you so much. Love you. Bye.